That's right, folks. The last week of the NFL regular season is upon us, and we have a lot of storylines we want to cover on today's show. First, we're going to discuss and break down, can Deshaun Watson return to form? A lot of these questions are up in the air right now, but I think instead of focusing just on the playoff picture today, we're going to focus a little bit about, about how to look forward in 2023. A lot of today's uh, discussion is going to be about you know, quarterbacks and how they perform in week 18 and how that could springboard them into the next season. Also talk about some head coaches that potentially could be gone after the year and what that means to their offenses and defenses as well. And finally, I just want to touch quickly on some Saturday player props based on player incentives. So there's a lot to cover today. Before we get into all that, just want to make sure you follow us across the board at Razzball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And of course, make sure you jump over to Razzball.com. We ain't going nowhere, folks. We're going to have articles dropping pretty much every single day. You know, early rankings to dynasty, everything you're going to need all offseason long. So keep with us. We also have baseball, hockey, and basketball. So we do all the sports over on Razzball.com. And finally, join us tomorrow. I think we're going to do one last show, Sunday Live Start Sit Show. We're just going to jump on, talk about the reactions from last week, talk about championships. Of course, DeMar Hamlin, glad to hear the great news of him kind of slowly making his recovery. So we're excited about that. The implications now that he's healthy and we can focus back a little bit on football. What does that mean for fantasy championships? Might have some ideas for you. And maybe I'll discuss that on the show. But let's get started with the Week 18 storylines you need to know on the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel. All right, folks, listen. Now, today, first of all, I want to just do a quick monologue here. Now, if you are going to do your fantasy championships, if you decide to split the pot, whatever you guys decide to do, that's it's fine. Here's my personal opinion. I talked about this on, on TikTok the other day. I think there's only one option. Um, and because of the uniqueness of the situation, now, typically, these situations are one in a million. This isn't going to be something that happens all the time. And the fact that DeMar Hamlin is now – Getting on, on the right on the right path, great. We can focus now back a little bit about our decisions. Now the fallout of the Bills Bengals game being canceled. Now my personal opinion is we are in a very unique situation where number one, this is the last week of the year, so we don't need. You're not moving on to new opponents. Technically, you can use this week to help you know kind of solidify your champions. Now some people have decided to split the pots. Some people say it is what it is. You know whoever the points are. I operate on the assumption I like to try to remove luck from fantasy football as much as possible. And points four is the best way to do it. Now, I think what I my suggestion this week is uniquely the Bengals and the Bills both have a lot to play for this week. And the best part, too, is their opponents have a lot to play for. The Patriots and the Ravens both have a bunch to play for in this matchup. So the Ravens need to win to give them a shot, the coin flip, to get home field in the first round against those Bengals. And on top of the Patriots need to win to get in. So there's a lot to play for for all four teams involved in these games. So my suggestion in my leagues have been to just keep week 17 points for all players and add week 18 points for the Bengals and the Bills. Now, I understand a lot of people say it is what it is. It might be like an injury, but I just don't think that's that's doesn't feel right to me. I think in this type of situation, we don't want someone to win on dumb luck. Could you imagine having Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, and Stephon Diggs going on Monday night and losing by a point? Because the game ended with five minutes left in the first quarter and then telling somebody, hey, it is what it is. This is bad luck. Like, no, that team would have been the better team. And this unique situation, in my opinion, you can go and easily apply week 18 points for the Bills and Bengals. 
Now, people all say there's different defenses. It's like, are we really going to sit Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon and company because they're playing the Ravens, the Patriots versus the Bills and the Bengals? Come on, let's get real here. I think it's the most logical thing to do. I think you want the teams who deserve to win to win. So I think in most situations, yes, injuries do happen. There could be a situation we use two, three guys in a week. Then I get that. But this is not an injury. This is a one in a million type situation where that these players could have returned to the game and played. But they, because of the respect for DeMar Hamlin and because of the severity of the situation, they did not. And I just think that's why I personally would go the direction of adding week 18 points for Bills and Bengals players only to the week 17 results of the other players to figure out your championship. But that's my monologue. Let's get started on today's show. Talk a little bit about, you know, how to get an early start on 2023 and then week 18 storyline. So a lot of this stuff isn't going to be about playoff teams necessarily. I think a lot of it has to do offensively. Um, based on some of the quarterbacks and some of the situations going on right now. So let's just blow through these really quick. Just kind of give you some Week 18 storylines and why they might matter. The first one is Jared Stidham. Is he a one-hit winner? Like, last week, Jared Stidham was insane. Like, there's only two quarterbacks this season that threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against the 49ers defense. One is Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Jared Stidham. I'm not saying Jared Stidham is the, you know, next Patrick Mahomes. But what I'm saying is this could be a huge ripple effect. If he comes out and plays well again today and he, you know, shows that he deserves a shot at the quarterback that might deter the Raiders potentially from going out and getting Tom Brady. Now Brady's a free agent. Brady's, I think the Tampa Bay situation, unless they make a deep run. I don't know. I think, I think there's a real chance that Brady wants to work with either Sean Payton type or a guy like Josh McDaniels, who he knows and trusts and knows the system. Now, if Jared Stidham goes 65-3, and three, he also ran seven times for 34 yards. I think that might, you know, the Raiders might not be as aggressive after Brady. So I think that this is really important, too, because there could be another team that might not need a quarterback next year. I, I don't know how the long-term Jared Stidham is, but going three, 365 and three touchdowns, seven for 34 on the ground. He had the best fantasy performance against the 49ers this year. That's nothing to scoff at. He could easily do it again this week um, against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, he's playing Kansas City. So, fun game. That could be a high-scoring game. You know, maybe. Uh, but it's we've seen it time and time again where these guys come out and hit once and they don't hit again. So, I'll be watching to see if Jared Stidham could do it again. I do like the overs in that game. I do like... Patrick Mahomes passing over. We'll get into that in just a second. My second one is Kenny Pickett. Can Kenny Pickett have that signature game? Now, Pickett has been a, a nice player, but he has not gone, hasn't thrown for two touchdowns in a game this season. Like, you don't want a quarterback that you win, you can win games with, but you don't win games because of him. Like, I think Pickett right now in his first season as a rookie has shown enough that long-term he's going to be solid. But right now, it just seems like he's the he's a game manager with a good defense. Najee Harris has got things going, but he has the talent around him with Pat Firemuth, Deontay Johnson, uh, George Pickens, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. You know they have the talent around him now with the with the offensive line stabilizing a little bit for him to be able to throw for two touchdowns in a game. Okay, now you need to win and get in. They need to win this game, and a couple other things need to happen for them to get in. But like. Pick it. Maybe be the reason why you get it, right? So throw for two touchdowns today. 
He has only gone over 250 pass yards in three of his games this season. So I would like to see Kenny Pickett show a little oomph in this game. I want to see, you know, that's what I, I just want more confidence. Of course, second year in the system, next year with those weapons, he should be better. But I want to be excited to draft Deontay Johnson and Pickens um, versus, you know, other stud receivers, knowing that Pickett has some more juice instead of just being that game manager he's been most of the season. All right, jump down to the next one. It's Deshaun Watson. Uh, and with a bang, I probably should have picked a different word. My fault. This is on me. This is my fault. Uh, but yeah, just the, the idea that Deshaun Watson should have been elite right when he came back is insane. There's no way. This guy was out, out for almost two years um, from football. I, 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 it's not that I know. I, I expected him to be kind of rusty. And the good thing with the Browns is like, I kind of. I don't want Kevin Stefanski to get fired and they have to reshuffle things. Now, how funny would it be if they fire Kevin Stefanski and they bring back uh, Bill O'Brien to coach the Browns and uh, and uh, reconnect with Deshaun Watson? I think that'd be kind of funny. But anyway, I would like to see him kind of show the next level, right? So he did have three passing touchdowns last week, but he only completed nine for 18 for 169 yards in that weird game against the Washington Commanders. But outside of that game, 131 and 0, 276 and 1, 161 and 1, 135 and 0, interception in three of five games. Like, I just want to see this week is a big matchup for the Steelers. They're playing the Steelers, I believe, um, in this game. So I would like to see the Browns pack a little bit of a punch with Deshaun Watson and just kind of give us a, a sign before the end of the year that Deshaun Watson is still there. Like, I want to see him kind of have like a nice 250 and two. That's not a lot to ask. Like I want to see a signature team. You know, a lot of people are talking about Amari um, Cooper's 80 yard reception prop. I do like that a lot. I think he, someone that I would like to bet on this week as well, but overall Deshaun Watson, let's get that. Let's end it. End it with a strong note. Jumping down to Desmond Ritter. Is he the future of the Falcons? Um, he's not thrown a passing touchdown yet this season, and he's gone over 200 yards passing in just one of three starts. I it seems like the Falcons, the Falcons to me are one of my dark horse Derek Carr uh, landing spots um, because of the ties to Arthur Smith, to Matt LaFleur, that West Coast scheme that he's been running for the last few years. Uh, I do think that he's not a bad fit for them as well. Um, and he could be a dark horse there, but Desmond Ritter could have something to say. Like, he, it just seems like a lot of these guys are. You're hoping for game management and don't lose because of them instead of winning because of them. So I do think that he has a lot to show this in this last game. I don't think the Falcons will feel comfortable going into next year. Like Arthur Smith and the Falcons, you know, I are we going to sit here and say they're a quarterback away? Probably not. But they were close enough and in a lot of games early in the year with Marcus Mariota. Good running game. Arthur Smith clearly knows what he's doing on offense. But can Desmond Ritter kind of give you – can he show some juice tomorrow in his matchup um, to kind of give people to say, okay, maybe this kid is someone you can win because of him instead of maybe winning a game with him. So I think I want to see that. Is, is this Cliff Kingsbury's last game? I hope it is. Um, the fake shark, people say – um, the 49ers are a tough opponent and the, but the 49ers just last week showed like the Raiders offense showed that you can play with them. You can beat them. Now you cannot the next week lay a dud. I know they don't have James Conner. I know they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. I know they don't have, they're down there. They're down David Blau at quarterback. 
but you need to see some fight and grit. If Cliff Kingsbury wants his job, and I hope he doesn't. Like, I want a unique mind to be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I know a lot of people don't like guys like Jay Gruden or, or Bill O'Brien, but those guys are great offensive minds who I think would get more out of Kyler Murray than, you know. It, and I think that maybe um, the Kansas City offensive coordinator, I'm blanking for some reason, um, would be an option there too. But I just think Cliff Kingsbury just hasn't done enough to keep it, I mean, I know this is a down year and they just made the playoffs last year and, and Kyler Murray's been banged up, but like they have with Kyler Murray on the field, they have Hopkins, Marquise Hollywood Brown. They got, you know, they invested in James Conner. They had, you know, Trey McBride and Zachers. They have the weapons. You know, it just doesn't seem like they have ever put it together enough. And I would like to see them do that, but they need to show grit this weekend. Like they cannot just be a doormat. You cannot bring Cliff Kingsbury back after the disaster of a season if the team gives up on him. So we'll see how that happens this week. Overall, not excited for him. Uh, I, I think I would like to see them move on. I would like to see them go to a new offensive line, someone that can maximize Kyler Murray and show more, more creativity on offense than Cliff Kingsbury. This one's Sam Howell. He's going to be starting for the Washington Commanders today. Uh, Taylor Heineke's a free agent. Carson Wentz does have a potential out after this season that they can get out of his contract pretty easily. I think it's like 11 million, a dead cap, but overall it's not that bad. Um, and Sam Howell, he was one of the guys that was in the mix as a quarterback. Some people loved him. He fell in the draft, but it, the really biggest thing for me is like, if this kid shows like Desmond Ritter type stuff, he's probably not going to get any a shot next year. He gets one chance to do it this week. But I think the Commanders are another Derek Carr team, and I'll talk about all this later, that it could be Derek Carr sweepstakes. They've been very aggressive, and I think they are Derek Carr away from being a playoff team perennially. So I think that it makes a ton of sense. But Sam Howell could have something to do there. Um, you know, with with Sam Howell, just throw the ball at Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Curtis Samuel. You have Logan Thomas. But get the balls to Terry McLaurin and Dotson, and I think you'll be fine. But um, we'll see how this kid does. I'm excited to see how this looks. Um, the Commanders, unfortunately, are out of the playoffs, so this is why they're starting Sam Howell. They won't have any running back. I mean, Jarrett Patterson will probably be a sleeper running back this week um, in this game because they don't have Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and J.D. McKissick. Um, the last one I want to talk about is Baker Mayfield have a chance to start somewhere in 2023. Um, it does sound like, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to be back next year, and rightfully so, and I'd rather have Stafford. But, you know, Mayfield's been so up and down. You know, he had the good game against the Raiders, 230-1, and one, then drops down back to earth in the cold weather against the Packers, 111-1. Then he blows up against Denver. Denver, their run game dominates. He goes 230-2. and two, And then back down to 132-0 and zero against the Chargers. Like, up and down has showed very little consistency here. I would like to see him kind of, you know, settle in with one last good game. Uh, the Rams have, let's see, the Seahawks. So, a beatable matchup, not a great – it's a beatable matchup for him. The question is, like, where could Baker Mayfield go? I would like to see him continue to work in the West Coast. Um, you know, you know, I I know it sounds crazy, but, like, you know, maybe a year behind McVay and Stafford might make sense for him. Yeah. Could see San Francisco. I mean, Brock Purdy's playing pretty well, so maybe they'd just go along with him. And I would like to see him stick somewhere that does this West Coast style. The Jets, 
with the Fleur could be an option. Um, I, I just think he looks better in this type of style offense. So I would like to see, like, it does his play with Sean McVay entice one of those guys like Arthur Smith, um, the Jets, those type of offenses that kind of run similar styles. I have some connection there. You know, maybe see, I mean, Gino's played very well this season, but he's a free agent. Hey, maybe, maybe, you know, because Shane Waldron used to be under Sean McVay. I don't know. Just throwing, throwing darts here. But I do think I would like to see uh, Baker Mayfield kind of tie it together. Now he's like, all right, you're five weeks in. Okay, you've been up and down. Now you're on the road against Seattle. Let's try to have a high note end of the year. Uh, because I do think that Baker has something to offer as a starting quarterback. But I think he needs to be in a system like Sean McVay, that West Coast offense um, that really works for him. So I'll be interested to see what happens there. All right. So the show today with some player props, Saturday player props and incentives. So I just, the first thing I'm going to flat out and say, just bet Patrick Mahomes passing over. Just do it. Please, for the love of God, do it. Um, the Raiders and the Chiefs always have fun games, but Patrick Mahomes on the road against the Raiders is insane. His last, his four games in his career, 18, 19, 20, and 21, he has completely went off nuclear. So I'm going to be betting the Patrick Mahomes passing over. But here's a couple of reasons why I like it too. Number one, I do like Kelsey as his number one guy. Kelsey's gone over 100 yards pretty much every time on the road against the Raiders. He dominates them on the road. He didn't have big yardage games. He had the four touchdowns earlier in the year against the Raiders. He didn't go for a lot of receiving yards, but he had six or seven catches in that game. So I like Travis Kelsey and I like Patrick Mahomes. But here's a couple of things that I like. Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS both have incentives. However... However, they both don't really have to do much to get them, or one doesn't even have close. Like Juju has incentives for um, 900 receiving yards. Right now he's at 877. He only needs 33 yards. If we go to prize picks, um, now if you're someone that lives in California like I do, you don't get access to like the sporting book. I can't do DraftKings and stuff like that. But I think it's important to kind of talk through this really quick because, you know, um, Juju, his, his over-under is 51 and a half, right? So, his yes, his prop is 33 yards received. But I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to throw to Juju three or four times, gets him over, gets him the 38 yards and stops throwing it to him. So, you know, his receiving prop isn't as enticing, I guess, but 51 and a half isn't terrible. But I know on DraftKings, one of the things I actually don't mind is you actually do a single-game parlay on DraftKings, and if you're someone that lives in New Jersey or a state that allows sports gambling, I actually think if you do a single-game parlay, you can get more aggressive on his receiving yards line. Let's see where it comes in at. What's the low for Juju? And I think they probably know this, so they probably don't go too low. But let's see. Juju Smith-Schuster receiving yards prop. There we go. 39.5. Yeah, it's minus 235. And you have to parlay it. But if you parlay it with a Patrick Mahomes, like if you get aggressive with a over of 39 and a half for Juju, and then you do a Patrick Mahomes um, passing yards of 20, I think it's 269 and a half. I think you get positive odds. Let's just see really quick here. Patrick Mahomes. Minus 160. Yeah. You could probably go 294. I mean, he's got to throw for 300, right? Minus 120, that's still not too bad. Yeah. So that's worth noting too. Like, so 
I think Patrick Mahomes, and this is the thing with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes does get a incentive for winning MVP, I believe. So he's going to want to put a stamp on this, this, this week. In a dome, in Las Vegas, on the spotlight. Just go for it, man. I, I'm betting those Chiefs overs. I like the fact that some of his players have player pro, uh, player incentives to go along with it. Now, MVS is another one, but he needs 23 catches, and I don't think that's going to happen to get his overall because his markers are 60, 70, and 80 receptions to hit his marks. Um, but he needs 23 catches today, and I don't think that's going to happen. But So Juju's receiving yards prop at 51.5 on prize picks is like, meh. I think it's okay. I would prefer to stack him with Kelsey personally. If you can, um, if you're trying to do the same game, the Raiders don't have anybody going. But if you jumped onto the next game, the Jags do. So the Jags, Zay Jones needs five receptions and 122 yards to get two more incentives. Another $250,000 each for those. So he right now today has 75 receptions for 778 yards. If you look at his incentives, he gets five more receptions. He gets 250000 for 80 receptions. And he gets... Um, for 900 receiving yards, he gets 250,000. Oh, he can land 500,000. So 750,000. Zay Jones. Damn. I'm betting the house. All right. So Zay Jones on, on prize picks has, um, let's see, 52 and a half receiving yards over. Okay. Betting that. Receptions, four and a half. Let's go. Zay Jones. Uh, I might just do a, like a hundred bucks on Zay Jones, Patrick Mahomes, call it a day. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, another good, decent one is, is Christian Kirk. Uh, Christian Kirk has a $500,000 incentive for 80 receptions and a thousand yards. He needs four receptions and 22 yards to get those. Um, his props are four and a half. I actually like that too. I don't mind the thing with Zay Jones though. So if you go to our, uh, Razzball site, we talk about slot versus wide all the time. And I believe that the Chiefs are a, a perimeter defensive funnel. Let's just double check. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the Chiefs. Sorry. The Titans. Titans are – this is great, great matchup. Yeah. Yeah, I think Zay Jones is going to be the guy. All right, so I think that's interesting. So, like, you have Kirk, Zay Jones, Juju all have a lot on the line, money on the line. Patrick Holmes is the MVP on the line. So I'm betting Patrick Mahomes passing overs. I am trying to – I'd be interested in, in Juju Smith-Schuster, but I'd rather pair him with Travis Kelsey personally in this game. Um, and then you got Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Zay Jones might be the best player prop pick of the day. I think if you could go receptions, I might just do a flex play for 100 bucks. Uh, do Patrick Mahomes passing over and then flex the two reception and receiving yards for Zay. You might be out for a nice day. So that's it, folks. That's pretty much all we got today. That's all the storylines for week 18. Join us tomorrow. We'll probably do another show to talk a little bit about player props and also your start sick questions if anybody's playing in week 18. Hope you enjoyed the mile line. Hope you guys decide whatever the teams, whatever your league thinks is best, do it, whatever. The guys decide to split the pot, fine. But I think a lot of people have pride and want to win. So give them a chance to win in week 18 with the Bills and Bengals players. Once again, I'm your host, Bobby Marco. Make sure you follow us across the board at Razball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. We're also on the audio side. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts as well. Make sure you jump over to Razball.com to check out all our great articles that are going to be happening all off-season long. We, of course, do baseball, basketball, and hockey. Thank you for joining me again. Don't forget to subscribe and join us tomorrow for the Razball Fantasy YouTube channel. We are...
This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. When it comes to storing what's important, you need solutions you can count on. And when it comes to long-lasting storage and organization, you can count on the Home Depot. Right now, you can save on durable storage solutions like the HDX 27-gallon Tough Tote. Its heavy-duty construction can handle any storage job you throw at it. And its reinforced lockable lid protects everything you can throw in it. Store more. Save more. Shop in-store and online at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.